naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Iggy Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to <laughs> With Insights Radio, Iggy Garcia Live. I do apologize that I'm like 23 minutes um, behind. I just, nothing was working on my computer. Uh, it's just kind of one of those things. Sometimes they, it happens and sometimes it does. I don't know what was going on. I couldn't get into the studio. So I apologize because I try to do uh, a, a, a live feed and I try to do a radio feed and I couldn't get into the radio feed. So. That's why I'm behind. That's why 20 minutes later into my show. So I apologize for that. So hopefully uh, uh, you guys can hear me. If you guys can just give me a little thumbs up or whatever to say, hey, yeah, I can hear you, Iggy. And I'm going to make sure the radio stuff's going on all right over here. I'm going to check really quick. It looks like we're good. For those of you who, excuse me, now, now I'm like, oh. <clears throat> congested because I'm trying to talk to a computer nicely and gently. Computer, what's going on? What's happening? I think what happened was um, I did an update on my virus um, scan thing. I, I had to update my my virus program because it had expired. So it probably is what recalibrated everything and re-oiled it and tuned everything up. Finally got into the studio. So excuse me. So I'm just a little bit, you know, a little bit um, <clears throat> out of my uh, zone here for a second. So let me catch up here. Let me see where we're at, what we're doing, make sure that everything's working. <clears throat> I don't mean to be clearing my throat on on the phone here on, on the radio. A little tea there. Well, I hope everybody had um, a good holiday, a good uh, Thanksgiving holiday. I know that's pretty busy and pretty hectic sometimes, but, um, <clears throat> you know, it's um, time to for people to get together and people to do things and and see each other, so, but it's also time to reflect, it's also time to, um, you know, just kind of remember, you know, all the, all the things we're grateful for, that's what uh, Thanksgiving is about, at least in the aspects of Thanksgiving, but uh, holidays can be also, excuse me, <clears throat> wow, man, I'm just like tight there. The holidays can actually be um, very trying for some people. I, I know they're trying for me, and they're trying for others. So it's nothing new when we uh, when we talk about you know the holidays. And stage one is complete. There's stage two is Christmas, and then stage three is New Year's Eve or New Year's. So hopefully, uh, you guys can hang in there. So um, how are you guys doing? I hope everybody's doing well. I want to say hi to everybody who's tuned in right now that I can see on the screen there. So those of you who are tuned in, thank you for listening. Appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to what I have to share. But um, <clears throat> those of you who wish to <clears throat> call in, the call in number is 646-595-3440. 
you're more than welcome to join the, the chat as well and just kind of tune in. So let's take a, a little second here to just kind of gather ourselves a little bit. I'm going to light my, my uh, Palo Santo, my sh shamanic. Sage stick is what they call it. Put a little bit around me. It smells so good. Mm, feels good. So hopefully you guys are all doing okay. I'm doing pretty good right now. It's been a little crazy. Things there's been a lot of changes in my life here in the last um, few. Um, one of the last seventy two hours, maybe the last. won't get too much into detail of that, but let's just take a moment to relax. Let's take a moment to take a deep breath. Just kind of gather our thoughts a little bit. Kind of think about the moment right now where we're at. And try to focus and get into a nice state of mind. Just feel, feel everything around you a little bit. Just drop your shoulders a little bit. Just turn your head side to side and just... Just let everything loose. Just let go. Just let everything drop. Don't think about anything really. Just just take a deep breath. Alright. <clears throat> Hopefully we can all get on track here it's always nice to burn a little palo santo a little you know sage stick or whatever aligns you so today um i usually have my tea every morning so those of you who kind of follow some of the things i do i had my tea and i pulled um there's these little tabs over here i don't know if you can see it or not but there's these little sayings on them all of them have a little saying like this one for example says live righteously and love everyone so these are just little things that i i pop up you know they're from the yogi teas those those of you who are familiar with the yogi's teas and um basically what we do with those just kind of inspire us give us a little motivation a little inspiration to kind of start the day and um, kind of get into the direction we want to be and so it's kind of fun so today's topic is uh, initiating change how we initiate change and um, <clears throat> initiating changes is as unique as the person, you know, as the individual. And um, how we initiate that change is really, really, it's up to us, number one. And number two, it's how we want to initiate it. And the only, way, the only thing I'm going to come from just are just angles and different perspectives and views. Um, it's up to you to decide if they work for you or not. And I can't really tell you if they will or they won't. Regardless, you know, we're here in the universe and we're we're kind of plugging along, floating around in outer space, going around the sun as fast as we can, as quickly as possible, spinning and spinning. But, um, you know, change is one of those things that um is constant. It's always happening. So it's not one of those things that's just a one chance affair. I mean, change is always happening every second, every moment, every every breath we make change. And we make, uh, you know, decisions about how we want to go, where we want to be, 
what we want to do, what we don't want to do, or where we want to sit and how we want to sit, who we want to sit with and who we don't want to be around or who we want to be around. Initiating is is just as easy as, you know, as one would say, hey, you know, I'm going to make a change today. And then sometimes we say that and sometimes we don't make changes. And sometimes we we are in a place where, you know, things are changing around us and, and our perceptions and our perspectives on things inside of our own self stays you know in a neutral in a neutral place for example we don't move or we don't we don't move forward but you know even when you don't make those decisions you're still changing there's still change going on around you so change is very 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 it's a very loose word it's a word that you know i'm gonna make a change today and the reason i brought this up to initiating change was because now we're coming upon um december december is coming very quickly very fast we're going to be talking about Christmas. We're going to be talking about all the other holidays that you may celebrate. And what happens is December is one of those things where we kind of get ready to proceed into the next year. And where we start to say, we start to remember all the things that we didn't accomplish, all the things that we didn't succeed in. But we also also there also have the opportunity to say, hey, this is the things I did do. This is the things I do and where I want to move forward. And then, of course, January 1st comes around and everybody starts over and and everybody makes, not everybody, but most people make New Year resolution and they're going to decide they're going to do this and do that. And, um, you know, I'm here to say, forget the New Year's resolution. Why? Why Why stress yourself out? Why Why? Why go into that, into that energy? And you know you're not going to do it. And here's an opportunity to just initiate change. Just do it in the moment and make a decision. Sometimes, you know, we, we want to make things happen. We want things to work a certain way and then what happens is you know it doesn't happen you know the beginning initial thrust begins and we we roll out there and we have all the intentions to work out all intentions to save money all the intentions to do all the things that we want and then something shit hits us and then all of a sudden we're just like ah you know we fall apart a lot of us do and i'm here to tell you that you don't have to why put that pressure on yourself why why put that pressure on yourself to do something that you've done, I don't know how countless times. Some of you have probably been very successful at it, you know, and making New Year's resolutions and and such and such. And then there's another group of us, you know, we do it over and over, and then you know, one day, five hours, a week into it, we just give it up. What if I just said, just change, and morph and move it through the energy as it comes to you, and as you're living it, instead of trying to create expectations. Because our, you know, energy falls intense. Wherever the intention is, wherever we're putting our intention is where all our energy is going to be focused on. Okay, so when we're feeling a certain way and we're feeling run down, you know, what's running us down? What's making us feel the way we are? Sometimes it's very evident. Sometimes it's right in front of us. And sometimes it's boom, right there. And sometimes we don't even know. Sometimes it just happens. Because our super subconscious, not just the subconscious, our super subconscious that goes beneath the subconscious that makes everything function in our body and everything, every thought that rolls through our head plays out and we're thinking about it, even when not thinking about it on the conscious mind, you know, that is where a lot of stuff gets stored. That's where a lot of stuff gets, you know, pushed in there and smushed around. You know, just imagine if you had to like think about how to breathe every day or how how to pump the blood through your body every day and how to digest your food. Think of if you had to do that every single minute. If you had to be in aspect and control of every single aspect of your functionality of your body, you would probably go crazy. 
most likely. So what are things that we can change? Well, the things that we can change initially in initiating, number one, is just simple stuff. The simple things are just as easy. What we eat, you know, what we say, how we talk, how we perceive the world, you know, we can be but angry at everything that comes towards us, you know, or we can just move into the space where we just allow things to flow through us or with us versus allowing it to just dominate us and override us. And sometimes we just have to let things be. And sometimes we have to experience those things that uh, are uncomfortable. And from those things that are uncomfortable, we change, we move. Now, is it going to be easy? No, I never said it was going to be easy, but I never said it was going to be hard either. But here's what I'm saying. January 1st is coming, and a lot of you who are on here are probably going to set New Year's resolutions. And I'm going to tell you, probably not a good idea. And, but if you are going to do it, all right, and if, and if you are going to do it, here's what I would suggest. All right. What I would suggest is if you're, good, if, this, if you're the type of person who feels they need to have a New Year's resolution, this is what I would do. Because a lot of us put it on the wall. A lot of us look at it, whatever. But I believe with New Year's resolutions and things of that caliber where you're trying to forecast, you know, into the future and trying to set yourself up is to actually write things down, you know, that you would like to see occur. Put it in an envelope, seal it down, and then it open up next year. And we come back to it the, the following year and see if you hit it. Because what happens is when we put it into the filing cabinet of our mind, We've seen it, we've programmed it, we've put it in there. What happens is our mind begins to think and wonder about what's in the paper. Then eventually what happens is we forget about it. But yet our super subconscious mind, not just our subconscious mind, our super subconscious mind has already recorded that. It's already been recorded. It's there. It's, it's, it's there. Okay, so now what happens is we work from that energy. We work from that space. We work from that place. And we start to manifest. We start to create. Or we don't. Because what happens is if you don't feel it and you don't want it, you know, then, you know, your your super subconscious will totally ignore it. Okay, so, like I said, New Year's resolutions, I chuck them out the window. And if I do write them, I put them, I write it down, put it in an envelope and just shut it, seal it, and open it next year. That's usually what I do. I don't ponder and wonder too much about it because I find it's just, it just drags you down sometimes. And I know a lot of people really promote it and push it. And I find that it doesn't necessarily work for everybody. Just because it works for one person, it doesn't. And a lot of reasons we don't change either. And someone had mentioned, Becky had mentioned, a lack of exercise runs me down. I wasn't meant to be stagnant. No, the human race is not meant to be stagnant. We're not meant to be so sedentary. We are actually very sedentary. You know, we've become a very sedentary society. We don't actually do activities like we used to we actually have to force our body to do you know into exercise and to do things and that's why people don't do it because it feels like a chore it feels like something that we have to do there was a time where we actually used to climb trees we used to run we used to you know forage we used to hunt we used to do things that are just very natural and very part of our life but now we don't do that anymore and so what happens is those initiating changes changes our body changes our chemistry changes our attitude changes our feelings changes our emotions and then we begin to be you know something that we don't remember or, or are not used to and so most of us here the majority of us here 
okay? You know, probably won't won't exercise. You won't exercise just because you have an excuse. I have excuses about why I don't exercise because I like I, my my favorite one is well I'll get to it later. I'll do it tomorrow instead. Instead of just saying and creating a discipline and just going and do it. But creating a discipline is also very difficult for some people because they're just not in the space. So how do we get ourselves to move and do the things we want to do? Well, that's part of the journey. That's part of what we do. And sometimes that's the most difficult part, you know, because man is and women are, are very motivated, okay, by things of necessity, things of need and wants. And we're also very sexually driven, you know, creatures. You know, that's what we do. For those of you who don't really exercise, think about doing something that's more fun, something that's more um, engaging, something that's not so rigid. You know, for a lot of people, they think that it's it has to be a certain way and it has to be a regimen and it has to be done every day. I mean, you can just do things for short periods of time, you know, a matter of 15, 20 minutes. Just get your body into that motion. And so it doesn't have to become a chore. And so it doesn't feel so your mind in the back of your mind, you're not programming yourself to feel like I have to do it. Even just little curls, even just, you know, sit up here and there or just jumping off one step back up and down, you know, something to get the heartbeat racing inside you, get that cardio moving. That's important in the initiating change in your body, initiating change in our cells. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's difficult. Some people don't have the mobility to do that to jump up and down the stairs. So what about those people, Iggy? Well, you know, if you're able, if your body abled, you know, and you want to do that, I mean, you can do things with just cans of tomato soup out of your jar, out of your cupboard. You just grab them, you you lift them, you exercise them. It's the motion. It's You want to create the motion in the body. You want to create that, that flex back and forth. You want to create that energy. You want to create that moving the energy. Because what happens when we become stagnant is because we get shut off. The meridian points in our body, you know, our chakras and everything gets kind of compromised. Spinning, half spinning or not spinning at all. Energy, when energy doesn't flow through one meridian, it tries to find another way around and move through that. It's like a river through our body. And so we're trying to move that energy through the meridian points in our body. For those of you who know meridian energy work, you know, we're trying to move that energy. Okay, in shamanic work and shamanic practice, we, it's very big in what we do. Moving that energy, that stagnant energy. Moving that energy through our body. Okay, many of you who listen to the show are holistic practitioners. A lot of you um, do Reiki. A lot of you guys are massage therapists. You know, and that's how we initiate change in the body. By either helping it and teaching people or by manipulating and moving it or working with it and helping it flow through. You know, we're, we're really, we're really um, living in a strong society where we don't, we're not really active like we used to be. We have to be kind of like our ancestors. We have to get back out there and get in the woods and get in the dirt, get in the water and just do the things we do. But now we're so connected to our computers and connected to our technology, connected to our cell phones, connected to anything that you know, remotely makes life easier for us. And someday we're just going to be this huge brain sitting on some, you know, some platform somewhere and everything we're doing is virtual and our lifespan probably will be longer or less depending on the factors that play into it but you know as human beings we're actually we're actually mutating and changing right now we're actually becoming uh, a different species of uh, humanity we're, we're, we're changing you know because now the way we perceive the world is much different than how we used to perceive it before a lot of us who are here right now 
who are on this on the show, majority of us, we all at some point would climb trees. A lot of us, you know, you know, walk to school. A lot of us, you know, had a quarter in our pocket to use the payphone. You know, everything that right now that happens in this world is much different than where it was before. Now, all we have to do, we, you know, kids are getting cell phones. Our kids have cell phones. They dial the buttons, they call, they play, they schedule. But that's that's where society is, and that's kind of where it's it's floating to, where it's it's navigating to. And, you know, we're either with it or we're not with it. You know, we either go with that initiating of that change or we stay behind in the old change. They both serve a purpose right now. But I do believe that at some point we're going to have to move into that space where technology is going to be mandated in our life system. Because right now our schools are mandating it. There was a time where I didn't have a computer. Okay, I wasn't I wasn't one of those fortunate kids that could have one, but most of my peers did. As I had my kids, it came to the point where we, as parents, had to get computers for our kids because that's where the homework was. That's where they they uh, had to do their projects. That's where they had to put things on the on the file drive. That's where they had to put things on. So life has changed. You know, the textbooks have changed. I mean, they have textbooks, but they don't barely use them. They don't use them like they used to. Plus, it's a it's a way of saving money and a way of you know moving into progressing into the way. So that's why I'm saying to you guys, you know, think about it. You know, we can embrace technology, we can fight it, or we can kind of be half and half with it, embrace and fight it. <laughs> I'm kind of like that. I'm kind of like embrace and not so embracing about it. There's parts of technology that you know worry me. There's parts of technology that I'm not wanting to change it. I'm not really don't want to. You know. I'm fortunate and I'm grateful for the technology I have in front of me because I'm able to use it to uh, send out messages, uh, email, you know, communicate to people on the other side of the world. I have more friends now, you know, friends, I guess, uh, across the globe that I've never would have never had met. It's almost like having pen pals. Remember when we were a lot of you guys were kids and I was a kid. We actually had pen pals. We had letters that we actually wrote to human beings on the other side of the world. And we'd write them letters once a month and send it to them. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. You know, I thought it was something that was just really amazing because here's a person on the other side of the world. And then they send you a letter and you send them a letter. By the time that letter gets to you, I mean, so much has changed in just a matter of that letter, you know, snail mailing its way across the world. And by the time you read it, you're like, oh, my God. And then by the time you read their mail, oh, my goodness, you know, things have already changed. You, there was, there's another, been another initiation of change at that point and there's been things that move on and move through it so change is is one of those things that is very difficult sometimes for us and sometimes we don't embrace it in a way that is very positive but change is one of those things that when initiated properly you know which there is no initiating properly i'll just say right now i just wanted to say that because i want you to feel comfortable too it just happens. Change just happens. And when things happen, you have to adjust. You have to be able to move into that space. Now, when we have intuition, our intuition also is, is another way of initiating change through, uh, through our intuition. Our intuition is something that is not really seen. It's not physically seen. It's not something that's uh, tangible per se, like a, a scientist would try to prove to you that there's no such thing as intuition. It's that sixth sense. It's that sense that tells you this is a certain way or this is going to happen or this is how things are. And our intuition is something that's very special to us. It's that gift to us. 
you know, and we sometimes can't explain things. There are some things that you just can't explain. And so as we move through our, our intuitional, intuitional moments, we're able to focus and change and move and change and move constantly. So every day when we're moving into the next moment, we're changing. And, you know, I know what I'm saying is you've heard before and it's nothing new, but it's just a reminder. I'm here to remind you that change is not a bad thing. Change can be um, very challenging. And sometimes it moves into the space going, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what's going to happen. And I have to be in this space and this energy. And for some of us, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy because we're very comfortable sometimes in the skin we're in. We're very comfortable in the situations we're in. We're really uh, don't want to go into another <clears throat> avenue, for example. <coughs> Excuse me. Pardon me, my friends. You know, change is one of the things that um, is very um, challenging at times. But I'm here to tell you that, you know, you're we're all doing it. We're all moving through it. We're all experiencing it. And, you know, and you also have the decisions to make decisions not to do certain things. And then your life is, is where it is today because of the decisions that you've made. And others have made in the sense of influencing you as well. Sometimes people will make decisions for their lives that will influence your life. So what it means is even though they really didn't have a direct or indirect way of controlling that, you know, it does cause change. If someone decides to, to leave you, for example, that's going to cause change. That's going to cause something in your life where you have to adjust and where you have to actually physically have to make decisions very quickly, very fast, how you're going to move into the area you need to move into. Okay? So that's an influence change. That's something that happens. Okay? And that's something that sometimes we don't have control over. But we have control over what happens after that. We have a lot of control in what direction we want to move, what directions we want to flow. <clears throat> Some of us can get stuck in the, in the woes me of it and say, woes me, I don't, you know, I can't, I can't move. I'm frozen. I'm stuck. And that's true. And that's, that could be a reality for some people. That can be a reality because what happens is we are stuck in all the programming that was made between uh, two parties at that time. The two people who had made decisions to live a certain way. One person gave away most of themselves or a lot of themselves or none of them, none of them, none of themselves. But that's what happens. You know, it doesn't matter what relationship you're in, who you're with, who you're going to be with, what you're with. There's always going to be somebody who always will initiate a change in you or you will initiate a change in them. It's just, it's just the way of nature. Okay, so the reason I'm just saying here, as things change and as things move through you, is just to embrace them. And ride the wave. Sometimes that's all we can do is ride the wave of that change. Ride that wave and see where it takes you. Sometimes it takes you to a place where uh, you least expect it. Sometimes it's a beautiful place that you go to. But sometimes you'll never know until it happens. And then the moment that it does happen, you know, you're going, wow, why didn't I do this earlier? Why didn't I? Well, you, you, you can't. You, it's hard to. You can't visualize in your mind because you've programmed. I've programmed. We've all programmed in our mind and we put ourselves in a place where we can't see beyond what we see before us. You know, we want to see beyond. We want to see before us, but we're not, we're not able to. And it same goes for people who really want to make a lot of money, for example. 
Okay. Now the thing is with my friends in that category is sometimes they're not really to make money. They think they are, they want to be. And you know what? They also are working from program too. You know, a lack of. The majority of people who don't have or wish they had are working from a, a place of lack of. They never had it, so it's why do I should I have it? Why should I be any worthier than the next person? You know, believe it or not, a lot of people don't have money and they don't want money because you know they don't want to do they don't want to be better than somebody else. They don't, they want to be like everybody. They don't even know what it would looks like. And you know, the question is, you gotta ask yourself, what is money? I mean, what? How much money is enough? How much money do you really need? A million dollars? Fifty dollars? Hundred thousand? A billion? It's a good question to think, you know, because when you start to think about and manifest those areas that you where you want to create money. If you've never ever had, you know, even a hundred dollars in your pocket, how are you gonna hold a million dollars in your pocket? So for a lot of people, that's it's they can't quantitate, they can't they can't relate. You know, we start to value ourselves according to our pocketbook versus, you know, our potential. The potential that we have inside of us to be better and to do better is much greater than all the money in the world, but we don't see it that way. We always believe that we have to have money to make money. That's not true. That's a farce and that's that's a lie. Because majority, if you do research on any wealthy person in this country or around the world, there's very few people who are self-made by themselves. Very, very, very few. Unless you come from a family that's already wealthy and established and you're just born into it, that's one category. But most majority of people that you, if you start doing research on them, they got the best people around them. They did their homework. They did their research. They hired people. They asked people to support them. They asked people to invest in them, you know, because a lot of us want to have money. A lot of us want to have things and want to be able to do things. But the thing is, we don't have a team around us. We don't have a group of people that we can rely on us, you know, or, or us rely on them to move to the steps that takes us to the place we need to be. And I'm the same way. And so are you. You know, a lot of you are happy with your jobs. A lot of you are very content, and that's fine. But the thing is, when, when we're ready to move into that space where we feel like we need more and we want to do more, we have to create a team. We have to create a team of people or individuals, okay, and come up with ideas and brainstorm and figure out. You know, majority of these people who, who have the main idea, the guys who are the leading, the guys who are in front, they're, they're, they're leading the pack because they're the ones who create and they're sowing the seeds and they're laying the seeds, sowing the ground, you know, and they're laying the seeds and they bring, they bring in people. And I've talked about this in other shows. They bring in other people who do the other tasks for them that they're not good at. Okay. Some people, you know, ride the dream. Some people live the dream. Some people are part of the dream. You know, sometimes you can dream off another person's dream. If somebody is moving to a direction where, you know, they want to create something, you can be part of that dream. And then from that dream, you can create upon their dream and, you know, coexist. You know, the illusion is that, you know, you it just has to be you. We're very limited to the sense of where we cannot necessarily move alone. As human beings, we have to work together. You know, we have to work in, in coexisting together. Man has always had to work together to get the things in the places, the places they want to be. You know, even a person who wanted to go to the moon for the first time, 
that was somebody's idea. Someone, you know, created that vision. I want to go to the moon. There's been thousands of people who said that. But at some point, it was put out to the universe, and the universe said, okay, I hear you. You want to go to the moon. Okay, again, because we've done it before. And then what happens is all the energy start to gravitate towards that energy. They start to go to the, the most the point where the most vibration is happening about that idea. And it starts to flow there. It starts to go there. Okay, because, you know, those of you who know the law of attraction, without you can't have the law of attraction without the law of vibration. It must vibrate. You must be in the free or correct frequency in order to attract the things that you want into your life. You can say, I want a million dollars all you want. But if you're not in the right frequency about believing that, you won't get that. And the right frequency is not like, oh, I play the lottery every day. No, that's not the right frequency. The right frequency is when you manifest the people and the situations and the wants and the desires and the needs that have to be fulfilled in order to fulfill that. Okay, you'll get that. How is it that we can manifest negative things into our lives? Okay, very quickly and very fast. Well, since you guys are all listening, you have to take my point of view. How? It's because it's easy. Because it's a manifestation. It's a vibration. It's an emotion. So when you're frustrated and when you're down and when you're upset and when you're not feeling good, you will vibrate in that energy. You will attract things in that, in that light. Or what happens is it opens up the window and it shows you the things that are right in front of you that are causing that vibration. Sometimes when we get negative, it's because of the things and the situations around us or the people that are invited into our lives, the people who are in our lives. So when we're trying to change the aspects and initiate change in our life, we have to understand if we're vibrating properly, if we're in the right vibration with the universe, with people, with you know Mother Nature, with the things we want. How is it that we vibrate certain candidates to win office? How is it we vibrate to bring certain you know, lovers into our lives? How is it we vibrate to bring certain things into our, our life, but then we can't vibrate to bring other things that we feel like is, is, is something that's important to us? And, you know, when, we're, when I'm saying vibrating, also we also have to have belief as well. In the belief, you can have all the belief you want, but if, it, if you have one belief in the back of your mind that doesn't go along with it, well, it can cause a lot of problems. It's like that pebble in your shoe, okay? You can still walk, okay, and you got the pebble in your shoe, and you can still walk, but I guarantee you it's going to make it very difficult to run because eventually that pebble is going to dig and dig into your foot, and it's going to keep pushing and pushing, and it's going to cause you a lot of pain, and it's going to cause you to either do one or two things. Take off the shoe, get the pebble out, or you're going to keep walking with the pebble in your shoe. Majority of us keep walking with the pebble in our shoe. A lot of us keep moving with that pebble in our shoe. And wonder why things don't change. Well, maybe you should take the pebble out of your shoe and maybe you'll be able to see and focus and put your energy in the place where you need to put it. You can't put it in a place when you're concentrating only on the thing that's bugging you and the thing that's in your foot inside your shoe, that pebble. And the pebble don't have to be very big in order to distract you, okay? But a majority of us are walking around with a little pebble in our shoe. And the things that we should be thinking about, the things that we should be focused on, we can't because we're, we, we're too busy thinking, I'll do it later. I'll take care of it later. Okay? 
Now, also, when we want to move into a place of change, we want to move in a place of vibration, a place of attraction. We also have to study. We also have to do research. We also have to do the things that, you know, maybe don't come natural to us. You want to start a business, for example. You want to you want to open a restaurant, right, for example. Well, then, most of us are great cooks. The majority of us who think they're cooks but never had any business sense or have no idea how to do it or how I even get started. You know, it's 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 not wrong to go get a book from the library. It's not wrong to go to a restaurant owner and say, hey, you know, nothing nothing here, but I would like to go and I would like to learn what it likes to be a restaurant. I want to own my own restaurant. And you know, two things can happen. The, the restaurant owner says, oh, well, I wouldn't do it if I were you. It's too much work. On the other guy says, oh, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. It depends where you, how you're vibrating. It depends how you come. If you come from a place like, I want to own a restaurant, for example, the guy in front of you is going to say, okay, this guy's competition or this guy's whatever. But he also might say, well, you know, would you like to work for me temporarily? Just kind of see what it looks like and how it feels like. You got to knock on doors. You got to get in there and say, hey, and you got to know your focus is what it's going to be. You know, sometimes you can open up a restaurant and it's not, it doesn't work because, you know, what you're selling isn't really what the public wants. You know, you can be in the business to educate or you can be in the business to you know, make money. So it really depends where you want to be. You have to really know what you're doing. Because if you're in the business to educate, maybe the restaurant's not the right place for you. Maybe a pop-up restaurant, something that's, you know, so we can do uh, uh, almost like a speaking engagement where you can talk. Because there are a lot of cuisines that uh, don't make it. For example, just in Columbus, Ohio, I'll say a lot of people don't make it because it's just the culture and the system and the things that the groundwork's been laid before and, you know, in it's initiating change in other people, initiating the belief and that people say, taste this, try this. Oh, you know, that's good. But for a lot of people, you know, they won't do it because they're accustomed and they're, and they're, and they're set in their ways and they'll eat at a certain restaurant. The majority of people that I, you know, I was in a restaurant was, and I knew this for a fact, most people in the average have, at one time have five restaurants in their in their in their mind where they would go on a regular basis lunch dinner or whatever special occasion now it's just it's basically three because we're so inundated with restaurants we're so inundated with you know choices and that's the big word is choices we we have so many choices you know most people have three different fast food restaurant options in their mind those who eat fast food most people have Three options where they go in their mind about just a sit-down place. Three places for a fancy place. And, you know, and everything varies according to taste, you know, and appeal and what you're looking for. That's how we do life, too. Some of us shop at certain stores religiously. Some of us buy certain clothes religiously. So to initiate change in anything and to get people... To take take them off that list and bump yourself into the list, get them out of the way, you literally have to push one of those people out of the list. It's just like those of you who are in business, those of you who are here who actually are in holistic practice or any kind of business. There was a time where you had 30 seconds to make your spiel and someone asked you, hey, what do you do for a living? You had 30 seconds. That was the norm at one time. Now it's from it's it's five to 10 seconds, maybe max. You got to get to the point. Everything is so we're we're in such a a place now. That's where we have to do. We have to be quick and fast. And could you imagine trying to share your thoughts and your your feelings, your emotions 
in a matter of five to 10 seconds. What, what can you say in five seconds? Well, it's, it's, it's communicating. It's communication to that person and changing the paradigm. The paradigms change constantly in business. The paradigms are always shifting constantly. So it's not really being with the trends because the trends also change. It's also creating new trends and knowing the trends that are there. It's just like life. We also have to know what's changing, what's new trends, what's happening, what's going on, and what we need to initiate. initiate. For a lot of us, it's difficult for us to initiate because we don't know the trends. And, you know, the thing is to go out, observe, and go. Uh, you know, this is funny. I, I've had people I work with in the past, you know, who were like, hey, I don't, I'm not getting enough clients. I don't know what's going on. And I said, so tell, walk me through what do you do, you know, when, when you want to find a new client? I mean, how do you find new clients? Well, they do the old-fashioned way. They either advertise or whatever. But, you know, right now we're in a, in a place where – Technology is, is is a very valuable tool, not to discount flyers or, or business cards. You know, for those of you who still use business cards, which is a good – it's still good. It's it's valid. There's no reason – for example, let's just say that you have a business and you want people to come to it. There's no reason why you can't use that little billboard to promote your business. And, I mean, you have to hand it out like candy. You have to give it to everybody. It doesn't matter. Hey, how you doing? The, saw you. I just want to give you this coupon, 10% off blah, 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 or check out my restaurant or check out my business. You know, most people are, are afraid to engage and to speak and to talk. And especially those of you who are in business, you have to know when to queue in and when to queue out. And it's important that you communicate and always sharing what you do and constantly promoting. Why do you think McDonald's still has advertising? Why do they advertise? Why do they advertise? Because they want to stick in your head. They want you. They want to be on your list of three. They don't want to pop out of there. They want to be a number one, two, or three, and hopefully number one. Because when they say, "Hey, I want, I want you to come eat my crispy fries and my Coke for a dollar," you know that's how they get you. It doesn't matter. They want you to come and shop and buy. It doesn't just because they're they're the largest chain and they sell the many many burgers. They aren't the best burgers. But they're the quickest burgers, and they're always reminding you, come and get a hamburger from us. <clears throat> now, some would say Wendy's is, is better quality. Wendy's does too. Why do you think all these advertisers make all these funny pitches at you and show you these funny commercials? Why? So it gets stuck in your subconscious. So you can go, oh, my God, I remember the, the dinosaur running through the whatever, you know. And then you, and then you remember, oh, yeah, that's, a, that's this commercial, blah, blah, blah. It's all psychology. It's all moving constantly. So how does a small business owner, how do you get that? How do you do? How do you get your clientele? How will you be able to move through people, get them to you, initiate change in them? Well, with small businesses, the biggest thing is to be part of the community you're in. How do you navigate the waters you're in? How do you navigate the community you're in? How do you navigate the customers that you have? How, how, do, you, how do you reward them? How do you give them loyalty? How do you want them to stay loyal to you? How do you want them to come back to your door once a week, twice a week, once a month, whatever you, you want it to be. Because an empty restaurant is, is bad for business. A full restaurant is good for business. And I'm only using restaurants as an example because it's probably easier for most people to relate to restaurants. Okay, so the restaurant full is good. Restaurant empty is bad. So how do you get people to initiate change and want to come with you? Well, first of all, emails. Okay, you have to 
gather emails. And this is for every business. You see every every large chain, every large business always asking, can I have your email? Why? Because they want to stay in communication with you. They want to stay in contact with you. They want to be able to send you the coupon. They want to be able to let you know when the next event is. They want you to be in their community. They want to create, it's about community. It's not about village. Village is hierarchy. Village is something that doesn't work anymore in, in business. Now it's about community. You can actually cross commune with different types of businesses. Different businesses can actually co-work, to, can correlate and co-work together. There was a time where that wasn't really, you didn't really see that. For example, my, in my country, all, all the Chinese restaurants are all lined up together, but they all do well. Why? Because they don't look at themselves as competition. Yes, they're competing and they're looking for the next person to buy, but it's not a competitive in the sense of it's better for them to come to their community, okay, to come into their into their neighborhood and drop dollars there versus going to another community and dropping dollars there or or soles, like we would say. But here in the United States, it's a little different. Everybody's a little bit more competitive. You know, oh, my drum circle is better than your drum circle, you know, type of thing. No, you know, drumming is drumming, you know, for example, and you just do it. You have to do it because you create communities even within drum communities. Okay, so doing these drum communities, you create, and you're initiating change. You're initiating changes because, number one, you also want people to have choice. You want people to be able to say, okay, this week I'm going to go this way, and next week, next month I want to go that way. Next month I want to be able to, you know, put my energies here, vice versa. Too many of us believe that competition is a, is a good, bad or good, doesn't matter. Competition is just competition. You know, for me, competition is something that motivates me, something that keeps me, you know, active, keeps me on thinking, how do I keep my community going? How do I keep the people who are following me and the people who listen to me, people come drum with me, the people who come to the restaurant, you know, how do I keep them, you know, engaged in the community that I've created, you know? And that's what we do. That's what a lot of business, big businesses do. They create a community. They want you to shop. They want you to buy. They want you to be there. And that's vibrating in that energy. That's the vibration. That's the law of attraction. That's how they get you. You know, without you can't have law of attraction without law of vibration. That's why I said that earlier. Because when you create the community, you're creating that vibrant energy. You're creating something that the other guy doesn't have. And you're trying to collect. You're trying to draw from. And you're trying to bring people into your space. Because you want them to see what it looks like. And you want them to enjoy. You know? Think of amusement parks. Think of, you know, Cedar Point or, or Kings Island, for those of you who live in Ohio. They're both amusement parks, right? And for a lot of people, some people like Kings Island better than Cedar Point. But is a roller coaster a roller coaster? For some, maybe. For others, no. The roller coaster ride is, is, is vital. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say is, so when you're initiating change, the change is really in you, how you're going to initiate and how you project out to the world and how the world will respond to you and back. You know, will you be able to be able to say, hey, this is the way I want to go. And this is the way I want to move. Okay. But for a lot of us, we're happy where we're at. And, you know, I'm not saying anything about that. You can be where you're at and you're content where you're at. But for those of you who are not happy and those of you who want to move forward, Ask yourself how you're vibrating, what your energy, what you're putting out to the universe, what you're putting out to other people, what you're putting out to yourself. How do you see yourself? When you look in the mirror, do you see a person who's very confident, a person who's very, you know, in depth, 
a person who is, you know, willing to change or willing to, or just, are you a person who likes to be where they're at? And, you know, people, other people have to change, not you. Other people have to comply to your way. Is there no halfway? There's no give and go. There's no meet me in the middle. Sometimes you have to meet in the middle and say, okay, fine. No. Yes. Let's go. And that's what happens. Friendships are like that. Facebook's a good example. Facebook's created a community, okay? A community of, you know, of like-minded people. The majority of people who will probably are on our timelines together are kind of like-minded in some degree, some degree. There's some aspect of us that we, you know, resonate with each other. There's some aspect that we 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 jive with. There's some aspect that we get. And then for others, you know, it's it's just a place where we just drop ideas and thoughts and whatever. For me, it's most people here who are here on Facebook have some kind of connection, some kind of you know um, commonality, something that we're very similar to, something that's very unique to us. And but there's also something that's completely opposite, and it's also just as important, and it's, and it's also something that's very um, very powerful as well to also have that difference. You know, for me, Facebook is a is a is a weird kind of a weird you know, entity. It kind of uh, has its good points and it has its bad points. It's like anything. Some days I love it and some days I hate it, you know, and I don't mean hate in a way where, you know, I'm judgmentally, you know, discussed with it. And I think it's just, it's a good outlet for people to share what's inside themselves, what's happening, what they're feeling, you know, and it's also a good tool for learning. It's also a good tool to, uh, to embrace and communicate. Is Facebook for everybody? No. But it's a community. It's a community. And, you know, it has its limitations. And it also has some very positive things that, you know, can come from it. But, you know, sometimes um, it can be a place where we vent in a way that is, is uh, misunderstood. Because even though we, we may be the most prolific writer and the most beautiful, eloquent writer, you know, sometimes we can over-talk people. We can over-state how we really feel. We can We can talk with big words and some people don't get it some people do but i've seen it all i've seen people you know who are very blunt and some people who are very you know you know eloquent in their wording and you know sometimes i get it and then sometimes not and but i do notice i did notice something about facebook especially for me is if you talk too much <clears throat> like if you write too much you know you get disengaged sometimes Maybe it's just me, but I hear that a lot from people. You know, if it goes beyond so many characters, people just stop reading. It's really not a, a great place to say humongous long things because we're ready to go to the next click. You know, we're ready to go to the next cat video. You know, we're ready to move on to the next rant or we're ready to move on to the next thing that, you know, you know, appeals us. So... But that's one example of initiating change. So when we're initiating change through Facebook, initiating change through business. So, I mean, I mean, we can go on for hours and hours and talk about it. But the thing is just find the things that move you. Find the things that, you know, help you get to the place you need to be. Because that's really what initiating change is about. Knowing that um, that sometimes even though we change something, we may have to change it again. Change it again, change it again, and change it again. Good. So, my friends, 
I just want to say thank you very much for listening and tuning in. Uh, I hope you all had a nice uh, Thanksgiving. Mine was pretty good. My granddaughter and grandson came to visit. Pretty excited about that because they'll be back sometime in December, I think, for Christmas. But, um, you know, do the best you can with the tools that you have, the tools that's been, you know, programmed into your into your file cabinet of your mind. And just come out and do the best you can. Welcome to With Insights Radio, I'm Mr. Garcia. I will take on a journey across the universe from shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show.
So um, how are you guys doing? I hope everybody's doing well. I want to say hi to everybody who's right now that I can see on the screen here. For those of you who are thank you for listening. you take some time out of your schedule. Listen to what I have to share. But um, for those of you who wish to Santo. thoughts a little bit, kind of think about the moment right now where we're at, and try to focus and get into a nice state of mind, just feel feel everything around you a little bit, just drop your shoulders a little bit, just turn your head side to side, and just, just let everything loose, just let go, just let everything drop, don't think about anything really, just, just take a deep breath. All right, <clears throat> hopefully we can all get on track here. It's always nice to burn a little Palo Santo, a little you know, sage stick or whatever aligns you. So today, um, I usually have my tea every morning. So those of you who kind of follow some of the things I do, I had my tea and I pulled, um, there's these little tabs over here. I don't know if you can see it or not, but there's these little sayings on them. All of them have a little saying. Like this one, for example, says, live righteously and love everyone. So these are just little things that I, I pop up. You know, they're from the Yogi Teas. Those those of you who are familiar with the Yogi's Teas. And um, basically what we do with those just kind of inspire us, give us a little motivation, a little inspiration to kind of start the day and um, kind of get into the direction we want to be. And so it's kind of fun. So today's topic is uh, initiating change, how we initiate change. And um, <clears throat> initiating change is, is as unique as the person, you know, as the individual. And um, how we initiate that change is really, really, it's up to us, number one. And number two, it's how we want to initiate it. And the only, way, the only thing I'm going to come from just are just angles and different perspectives and views. Um, it's up to you to decide if they work for you or not. And I can't really tell you if they will or they won't. Regardless, you know, we're here in the universe and we're we're kind of plugging along, floating around in outer space, going around the sun as fast as we can. 
as quickly as possible, spinning and spinning. But um, you know, change is one of those things that um is constant. It's always happening. So it's not one of those things that's just a one chance affair. I mean, change is always happening every second, every moment, every every breath. We make change and we make uh, you know decisions about how we want to go, where we want to be, what we want to do, what we don't want to do, or where we want to sit and how we want to sit, who we want to sit with and who we don't want to be around or who we want to be around. Initiating is is just as easy as, you know, as one would say, hey, you know, I'm going to make a change today. And then sometimes we say that and sometimes we don't make changes. And sometimes we we are in a place where, you know, things are changing around us and, and our perceptions and our perspectives on things inside of our own self stays, you know, in a neutral, in a neutral place. For example, we don't move or we don't, we don't move forward. But, you know, even when you don't make those decisions, you're still changing. There's still change going on around you. So change is very, 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 it's a very loose word. It's a word that, you know, I'm going to make a change today. And the reason I brought this up to initiating change was because now we're coming upon um, December. December is coming very quickly, very fast. We're going to be talking about Christmas. We're going to be talking about all the other holidays that you may celebrate. And what happens is December is one of those things where we kind of get ready to proceed into the next year and where we start to say, we start to remember all the things that we didn't accomplish, all the things that we didn't succeed in. But we also also there also have the opportunity to say, hey, this is the things I did do. This is the things I do and where I want to move forward. And then, of course, January 1st comes around and everybody starts over and, and everybody makes, not everybody, but most people make New Year resolution and they're going to decide they're going to do this and do that. And, um, you know, I'm here to say, forget the New Year's resolution. Why? Why Why stress yourself out? Why Why? why go into that, into that energy? And you know you're not going to do it. And here's an opportunity to just initiate change. Just do it in the moment and make a decision. Sometimes, you know, we, we want to make things happen. We want things to work a certain way. And then what happens is, you know, it doesn't happen. You know, the beginning initial thrust begins and we, we roll out there and we have all the intentions to work out, all intentions to save money, all the intentions to do all the things that we want. And then something shit hits us. And then all of a sudden we're just like, ah, oh, you know, we fall apart. A lot of us do. And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to. Why put that pressure on yourself? Why why put that pressure on yourself to do something that you've done, I don't know, how countless times. Some of you have probably been very successful at it, you know, and making New Year's resolutions and, and such and such. And then there's another group of us, you know, we do it over and over. And then, you know, one day, five hours, a week into it, we just give it up. What if I just said, just change and morph and move it through the energy as it comes to you and as you're living it instead of trying to create expectations because our you know energy falls intense wherever the intention is wherever we're putting our intention is where all our energy is going to be focused on okay so when we're feeling a certain way and we're feeling run down you know what's running us down what's making us feel the way we are sometimes it's very evident sometimes it's right in front of us and sometimes it's boom right there and sometimes we don't even know sometimes it just happens because our super subconscious, not just the subconscious, our super subconscious that goes beneath the subconscious that makes everything function in our body and everything, every thought that rolls through our head plays out and we're thinking about it, even when not thinking about it on the conscious mind, you know, that 
is where a lot of stuff gets stored. That's where a lot of stuff gets, you know, pushed in there and smushed around. You know, just imagine if you had to, like, think about how to breathe every day or how how to pump the blood through your body every day and how to digest your food. Think of if you had to do that every single minute. If you had to be in aspect and control of every single aspect of your functionality of your body, you would probably go crazy, most likely. So what are things that we can change? Well, the things that we can change initially in initiating, number one, is just simple stuff. The simple things are just as easy. What we eat, you know, what we say, how we talk, how we perceive the world, you know, we can be but angry at everything that comes towards us, you know, or we can just move into a space where we just allow things to flow through us or with us versus allowing it to just dominate us and override us. And sometimes we just have to let things be. And sometimes we have to experience those things that uh, are uncomfortable. And from those things that are uncomfortable, we change, we move. Now, is it going to be easy? No, I never said it was going to be easy, but I never said it was going to be hard either. But here's what I'm saying. January 1st is coming, and a lot of you who are on here are probably going to set New Year's resolutions. And I'm going to tell you, probably not a good idea. And, but if you are going to do it, all right, and if, and if you are going to do it, here's what I would suggest. All right? What I would suggest is, if you're good, if this, if you're the type of person who feels they need to have a New Year's resolution, this is what I would do. Because a lot of us put it on the wall, a lot of us look at it, whatever. But I believe with New Year's resolutions and things of that caliber, where you're trying to forecast, you know, into the future, and trying to set yourself up, is to actually write things down, you know, that you would like to see occur, put it in an envelope, seal it down, and then it open up next year. And we come back to it the the following year and see if you hit it. Because what happens is when we put it into the filing cabinet of our mind, we've seen it, we've programmed it, we've put it in there. What happens is our mind begins to think and wonder about what's in the paper. Then eventually what happens is we forget about it. But yet our super subconscious mind, not just our subconscious mind, our super subconscious mind has already recorded that. It's already been recorded. It's there. It's, it's, it's there. Okay, so now what happens is we work from that energy, we work from that space, we work from that place, and we start to manifest, we start to create, or we don't. Because what happens is if you don't feel it and you don't want it, you know, then, you know, your your super subconscious will totally ignore it. Okay, so, like I said, New Year's resolutions, I chuck them out the window. And if I do write them, I put them, I write it down, put it in an envelope, and just shut it, seal it, and open it next year. That's usually what I do. I don't ponder and wonder too much about it because I find it's just it just drags you down sometimes. And I know a lot of people really promote it and push it, and I find that it doesn't necessarily work for everybody. Just because it works for one person, it doesn't. And a lot of reasons we don't change either, and someone had mentioned, Becky had mentioned, a lack of exercise runs me down. I wasn't meant to be stagnant. No, the human race is not meant to be stagnant. We're not meant to be so sedentary. We are actually very sedentary. You know, we've become a very sedentary society. We don't actually do activities like we used to. We actually have to force our body to do, you know, into exercise and to do things. And that's why people don't do it because it feels like a chore. It feels like something that we have to do. There was a time where we actually used to climb trees. We used to run. 
We used to, you know, forage. We used to hunt. We used to do things that are just very natural and very part of our life. But now we don't do that anymore. And so what happens is those initiating changes, changes our body, changes our chemistry, changes our attitude, changes our feelings, changes our emotions. And then we begin to be, you know, something that we don't remember or, or are not used to. And so most of us here, the majority of us here, okay, you know, probably won't, won't exercise. You won't exercise just because you have an excuse. I have excuses about why I don't exercise because I like I, my, my favorite one is, well, I'll get to it later. I'll do it tomorrow instead. Instead of just saying and creating a discipline and just going and do it. But creating a discipline is also very difficult for some people because they're just not in the space. So how do we get ourselves to move and do the things we want to do? Well, that's part of the journey. That's part of what we do. And sometimes that's the most difficult part, you know, because man is and women are, are very motivated, okay, by things of necessity, things of need and wants. And we're also very sexually driven, you know, creatures. You know, that's what we do. For those of you who don't really exercise, think about doing something that's more fun, something that's more um, engaging, something that's not so rigid. You know, for a lot of people, they think that it's it has to be a certain way and it has to be a regimen and it has to be done every day. I mean, you can just do things for short periods of time, you know, a matter of 15, 20 minutes. Just get your body into that motion. And so it doesn't have to become a chore. And so it doesn't feel so your mind in the back of your mind, you're not programming yourself to feel like I have to do it. Even just little curls, even just, you know, sit up here and there or just jumping off one step back up and down, you know, something to get the heartbeat racing inside you, get that cardio moving. That's important in the initiating change in your body, initiating change in our cells. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's difficult. Some people don't have the mobility to do that to jump up and down the stairs. So what about those people, Iggy? Well, you know, if you're able, if your body abled, you know, and you want to do that, I mean, you can do things with just cans of tomato soup out of your jar, out of your cupboard. You just grab them, you you lift them, you exercise them. It's the motion. It's You want to create the motion in the body. You want to create that, that flex back and forth. You want to create that energy. You want to create that moving the energy. Because what happens when we become stagnant is because we get shut off. The meridian points in our body, you know, our chakras and everything gets kind of compromised. Spinning, half spinning or not spinning at all. Energy, when energy doesn't flow through one meridian, it tries to find another way around and move through that. It's like a river through our body. And so we're trying to move that energy through the meridian points in our body. For those of you who know meridian energy work, you know, we're trying to move that energy. Okay, in shamanic work and shamanic practice, we, it's very big in what we do. Moving that energy, that stagnant energy. Moving that energy through our body. Okay, many of you who listen to the show are holistic practitioners. A lot of you um, do Reiki. A lot of you guys are massage therapists. You know, and that's how we initiate change in the body. By either helping it and teaching people or by manipulating and moving it or working with it and helping it flow through. You know, we're, we're really, we're really um, living in a strong society where we don't, we're not really active like we used to be. We have to be kind of like our ancestors. We have to get back out there and get in the woods and get in the dirt, get in the water and just do the things we do. But now we're so connected to our computers and connected to our technology, connected to our cell phones, connected to anything that you know, remotely makes life easier for us. And someday we're just going to be this huge brain sitting on some, you know, some platform somewhere 
and everything we're doing is virtual and our lifespan probably will be longer or less depending on the factors that play into it but you know as human beings we're actually we're actually mutating and changing right now we're actually becoming uh, a different species of uh humanity we're we're, we're changing you know because now the way we perceive the world is much different than how we used to perceive it before a lot of us who are here right now who are on this on the show majority of us we all at some point would climb trees a lot of us you know you know walk to school a lot of us you know had a quarter in our pocket to use the payphone you know everything that right now that happens in this world is much different than where it was before now all we have to do we you know kids are getting cell phones our kids have cell phones they dial the buttons they call they play they schedule but that's that's where society is and that's kind of where it's it's floating to where it's it's navigating to and you know we're either with it or we're not with it you know we either go with that initiating of that change or we stay behind in the old change they both serve a purpose right now but i do believe that at some point we're going to have to move into that space where technology is going to be mandated in our life system because right now our schools are mandating it there was a time where i didn't have a computer okay i wasn't I wasn't one of those fortunate kids that could have one, but most of my peers did. As I had my kids, it came to the point where we, as parents, had to get computers for our kids because that's where the homework was. That's where they they uh, had to do their projects. That's where they had to put things on the on the file drive. That's where they had to put things on. So life has changed. You know, the textbooks have changed. I mean, they have textbooks, but they don't barely use them. They don't use them like they used to. Plus, it's a it's a way of saving money and a way of, you know, moving into progressing into the way. So that's why I'm saying to you guys, you know, think about it. You know, we can embrace technology. We can fight it. Or we can kind of be half and half with it, embrace and fight it. <laughs> I'm kind of like that. I'm kind of like embrace and not so embracing about it. There's parts of technology that, you know, worry me. There's parts of technology that I'm not wanting to change it. I'm not really don't want to, you know. I'm fortunate and I'm grateful for the technology I have in front of me because I'm able to use it to uh, send out messages, uh, email, you know, communicate to people on the other side of the world. I have more friends now, you know, friends, I guess, uh, across the globe that I've never would have never had met. It's almost like having pen pals. Remember when we were a lot of you guys were kids and I was a kid. We actually had pen pals. We had letters that we actually wrote to human beings on the other side of the world. And we'd write them letters once a month and send it to them. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. You know, I thought it was something that was just really amazing because here's a person on the other side of the world. And then they send you a letter and you send them a letter. By the time that letter gets to you, I mean, so much has changed in just a matter of that letter, you know, snail mailing its way across the world. And by the time you read it, you're like, oh, my God. And then by the time you read their mail, oh, my goodness, you know, things have already changed. You, there was, there's another, been another initiation of change at that point and there's been things that move on and move through it so change is is one of those things that is very difficult sometimes for us and sometimes we don't embrace it in a way that is very positive but change is one of those things that when initiated properly you know which there is no initiating properly i'll just say right now i just wanted to say that because i want you to feel comfortable too it just happens. Change just happens. And when things happen, you have to adjust. You have to be able to move into that space. Now, 
when we have intuition, our intuition also is is another way of initiating change through uh, through our intuition. Our intuition is something that is not really seen. It's not physically seen. It's not something that's uh, tangible per se, like a, a scientist would try to prove to you that there's no such thing as intuition. It's that sixth. It's that sense that tells you this is a certain way, or this is going to happen, or this is how things are. And our intuition is something that's very special to us. It's that gift to us. You know, and we sometimes can't explain things. There are some things that you just can't explain. And so as we move through our, our intuitional, intuitional moments, we're able to focus and change and move and change and move constantly. So every day when we're moving into the next moment, we're changing. And, you know, I know what I'm saying is you've heard before and it's nothing new, but it's just a reminder. I'm here to remind you that change is not a bad thing. Change can be... Um, very challenging and sometimes it moves into the space going okay this is what i need to do this is what's going to happen and i have to be in this space in this energy and for some of us you know it's not easy it's not easy because we're very comfortable sometimes in the skin we're in we're very comfortable in the situations we're in we're really uh don't want to go into another <clears throat> avenue for example <clears throat> excuse me pardon me my friends you know change is one of the things that um is very um, challenging at times. But I'm here to tell you that, you know, you're we're all doing it. We're all moving through it. We're all experiencing it. And, you know, and you also have the decisions to make decisions not to do certain things. And then your life is, is where it is today because of the decisions that you've made. And others have made in the sense of influencing you as well. Sometimes people will make decisions for their lives that will influence your life. So what it means is even though they really didn't have a direct or indirect way of controlling that, you know, it does cause change. If someone decides to, to leave you, for example, that's going to cause change. That's going to cause something in your life where you have to adjust and where you have to actually physically have to make decisions very quickly, very fast, how you're going to move into the area you need to move into. Okay, so that's an influence change. That's something that happens. Okay, and that's something that sometimes we don't have control over, but we have control over what happens after that. We have a lot of control in what direction we want to move, what directions we want to flow. <clears throat> Some of us can get stuck in the, in the woes me of it, and say woes me. I don't, you know, I can't, I can't move. I'm frozen. I'm stuck. And that's true. And that's that could be a reality for some people. That can be a reality because what happens is we are stuck in all the programming that was made between uh, two parties at that time. The two people who had made decisions to live a certain way. One person gave away most of themselves or a lot of themselves or none of, them, none of, them, none of themselves. But that's what happens. You know, It doesn't matter what relationship you're in, who you're with, who you're going to be with, what you're with. There's always going to be somebody who always will initiate a change in you or you will initiate a change in them. It's just it's just the way of nature. Okay, so the reason I'm just saying here, as things change and as things move through you, is just to embrace them and ride the wave. Sometimes that's all we can do is ride the wave of that change. Ride that wave and see where it takes you. Sometimes it takes you to a place where uh, you least expect it. Sometimes it's a beautiful place that you go to. But sometimes you'll never know until it happens. And then the moment that it does happen, you know, 
you know, you're going, wow, why didn't I do this earlier? Why didn't I? Well, you, you, you can't. You, it's hard to. You can't visualize in your mind because you've programmed. I've programmed. We've all programmed in our mind, and we put ourselves in a place where we can't see beyond what we see before us. You know, we want to see beyond. We want to see before us, but we're not, we're not able to. And it same goes for people who really want to make a lot of money, for example. Okay. Now, the thing is with my friends in that category is sometimes they're not really to make money. They think they are. They want to be. And you know what? They also are working from program too. You know, a lack of. The majority of people who don't have or wish they had are working from a, a place of lack of. They never had it. So it's why do I should I have it? Why should I be any worthier than the next person? You know, believe it or not, a lot of people don't have money and they don't want money because, you know, they don't want to do, they don't want to be better than somebody else. They, they want to be like everybody. They don't even know what it would looks like. And, you know, the question is, you got to ask yourself, what is money? I mean, what, how much money is enough? How much money do you really need? A million dollars? Fifty dollars? hundred thousand? A billion? It's a good question to think, you know, because when you start to think about and manifest those areas that you, where you want to create money, if you've never ever had, you know, even a hundred dollars in your pocket, how are you gonna hold a million dollars in your pocket? So for a lot of people, that's it's they can't quantitate, they can't they can't relate. You know, we start to value ourselves according to our pocketbook versus, you know, our potential, the potential that we have inside of us to be better and to do better, is much greater than all the money in the world, but we don't see it that way. We always believe that we have to have money to make money. That's not true. That's a farce and that's that's a lie. Because majority, if you do research on any wealthy person in this country or around the world, there's very few people who are self-made by themselves. Very, very, very few. Unless you come from a family that's already wealthy and established and you're just born into it, that's one category. But most majority of people that you, if you start doing research on them, they got the best people around them. They did their homework. They did their research. They hired people. They asked people to support them. They asked people to invest in them, you know, because a lot of us want to have money. A lot of us want to have things and want to be able to do things. But the thing is, we don't have a team around us. We don't have a group of people that we can rely on us, you know, or, or us rely on them to move to the steps that takes us to the place we need to be. And I'm the same way. And so are you. You know, a lot of you are happy with your jobs. A lot of you are very content. And that's fine. But the thing is, when, when we're ready to move into that space where we feel like we need more and we want to do more, we have to create a team. We have to create a team of people or individuals, okay, and come up with ideas and brainstorm and figure out. You know, majority of these people who, who have the main idea, the guys who are the leading, the guys who are in front, they're, they're, they're leading the pack because they're the ones who create and they're sowing the seeds and they're laying the seeds, sowing the ground, you know, and then laying the seeds. And they bring, they bring in people. And I've talked about this in other shows. They bring in other people who do the other tasks for them that they're not good at. Okay. Some people, you know, ride the dream. Some people live the dream. Some people are part of the dream. You know, sometimes you can dream off another person's dream. If somebody is moving to a direction where, you know, they want to create something, you can be part of that dream. 
And then from that dream, you can create upon their dream and, you know, coexist. You know, the illusion is that, you know, you it just has to be you. We're very limited into the sense of where we cannot necessarily move alone. As human beings, we have to work together. You know, we have to work in, in coexisting together. Man has always had to work together to get the things in the places, the places they want to be. You know, even a person who wanted to go to the moon for the first time, that was somebody's idea. Someone, you know, created that vision. I want to go to the moon. There's been thousands of people who said that. But at some point, it was put out to the universe, and the universe said, okay, I hear you. You want to go to the moon. Okay, again, because we've done it before. And then what happens is all the energy start to gravitate towards that energy. They start to go to the, the most the point where the most vibration is happening about that idea and it starts to flow there it starts to go there okay because you know those of you who know the law of attraction without you can't have the law of attraction without the law of vibration it must vibrate you must be in the free or correct frequency in order to attract the things that you want into your life you can say i want a million dollars all you want but if you're not in the right frequency about believing that, you won't get that. And the right frequency is not like, oh, I play the lottery every day. No, that's not the right frequency. The right frequency is when you manifest the people and the situations and the wants and the desires and the needs that have to be fulfilled in order to fulfill that. Okay, you'll get that. How is it that we can manifest negative things into our lives? Okay, very quickly and very fast. Well, since you guys are all listening, you have to take my point of view. How? It's because it's easy. Because it's a manifestation. It's a vibration. It's an emotion. So when you're frustrated and when you're down and when you're upset and when you're not feeling good, you will vibrate in that energy. You will attract things in that, in that light. Or what happens is it opens up the window and it shows you the things that are right in front of you that are causing that vibration. Sometimes when we get negative, it's because of the things and the situations around us or the people that are invited into our lives, the people who are in our lives. So when we're trying to change the aspects and initiate change in our life, we have to understand if we're vibrating properly, if we're in the right vibration with the universe, with people, with you know Mother Nature, with the things we want. How is it that we vibrate certain candidates to win office? How is it we vibrate to bring certain you know, lovers into our lives? How is it we vibrate to bring certain things into our, our life, but then we can't vibrate to bring other things that we feel like is, is, is something that's important to us? And you know, when, we're, when I'm saying vibrating, also we also have to have belief as well. In the belief, you can have all the belief you want, but if, it, if you have one belief in the back of your mind that doesn't go along with it, well, it can cause a lot of problems. It's like that pebble in your shoe, okay? You can still walk, okay, and you got the pebble in your shoe, and you can still walk, but I guarantee you it's going to make it very difficult to run because eventually that pebble is going to dig and dig into your foot, and it's going to keep pushing and pushing, and it's going to cause you a lot of pain, and it's going to cause you to either do one or two things. Take off the shoe, get the pebble out, or you're going to keep walking with the pebble in your shoe. Majority of us keep walking with the pebble in our shoe. A lot of us keep moving with that pebble in our shoe. And wonder why things don't change. Well, maybe you should take the pebble out of your shoe and maybe you'll be able to see and focus and put your energy in the place where you need to put it. You can't put it in a place when you're concentrating only on the thing that's bugging you and the thing that's in your foot. 
inside your shoe, that pebble. And it pebble don't have to be very big in order to distract you, okay? But a majority of us are walking around with a little pebble in our shoe. And the things that we should be thinking about, the things that we should be focused on, we can't because we're, we, we're too busy thinking, I'll do it later. I'll take care of it later. Okay? Now, also, when we want to move into a place of change, we want to move into a place of vibration, a place of attraction, we also have to study. We also have to do research. We also have to do the things that, you know, maybe don't come natural to us. You want to start a business, for example. You want to you want to open a restaurant, right, for example. Well, then, most of us are great cooks, the majority of us who think they're cooks, but never had any business sense or have no idea how to do it or how I even get started. You know, it's 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 not wrong to go get a book from the library. It's not wrong to go to a restaurant owner and say, hey, you know, nothing nothing here, but I would like to go, and I would like to learn what it likes to be a restaurant. I want to own my own restaurant. And, you know, two things can happen. The, the restaurant owner says, oh, well, I wouldn't do it if I were you. It's too much work. And the other guy says, oh, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. It depends where you, how you're vibrating. It depends how you come. If you come from a place like I want to own a restaurant, for example, the guy in front of you is going to say, okay, this guy's competition or this guy's whatever. But he also might say, well, you know, would you like to work for me temporarily? Just kind of see what it looks like and how it feels like. You got to knock on doors. You got to get in there and say, hey, and you got to know your focus is what it's going to be. You know, sometimes you can open up a restaurant and it's not, it doesn't work because, you know, what you're selling isn't really what the public wants. You know, you can be in the business to educate or you can be in the business to you know, make money. So it really depends where you want to be. You have to really know what you're doing. Because if you're in the business to educate, maybe the restaurant's not the right place for you. Maybe a pop-up restaurant, something that's, you know, so we can do uh, uh, almost like a speaking engagement where you can talk. Because there are a lot of cuisines that are, don't make it. For example, just in Columbus, Ohio, I'll say it. A lot of people don't make it because it's just the culture and the system and the things that the groundwork's been laid before. And, you know, in it's initiating change in other people, initiating the belief and that people say, taste this, try this. Oh, you know, that's good. But for a lot of people, you know, they won't do it because they're accustomed and they're, and they're, and they're set in their ways and they'll eat at a certain restaurant. The majority of people that I, you know, I was in a restaurant was, and I knew this for a fact. Most people in the average have at one time have five restaurants in their, in their, in their mind where they would go on a regular basis, lunch, dinner, or whatever, special occasion. Now it's just, it's basically three because we're so inundated with restaurants. We're so inundated with, you know, choices. And that's the big word is choices. We, we have so many choices. You know, most people have three different fast food restaurant options in their mind, those who eat fast food. Most people have three options where they go in their mind about just a sit-down place, three places for a fancy place. And, you know, and everything varies according to taste, you know, and appeal and what you're looking for. That's how we do life, too. Some of us shop at certain stores religiously. Some of us buy certain clothes religiously. So to initiate change in anything and to get people to take, take them off that list and bump yourself into the list, get them out of the way, you literally have to push one of those people out of the list. It's just like those of you who are in business, those of you who are here who actually are in holistic practice or any kind of business, there was a time where you had 30 seconds 
to make your spiel. And someone asks you, hey, what do you do for a living? You had 30 seconds. That was the norm at one time. Now it's from it's it's five to ten seconds, maybe max. You got to get to the point. Everything is so we're we're in such a a place now. That's where we have to do. We have to be quick and fast. And could you imagine trying to share your thoughts and your your feelings, your emotions in a matter of five to ten seconds? What what can you say in five seconds? Well, it's 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 communicating. It's communication to that person. And changing the paradigm. The paradigms change constantly in business. The paradigms are always shifting constantly. So it's not really being with the trends because the trends also change. It's also creating new trends and knowing the trends that are there. It's just like life. We also have to know what's changing, what's new trends, what's happening, what's going on, and what we need to initiate. initiate. For a lot of us, it's difficult for us to initiate because we don't know the trends. And, you know, the thing is to... Go out, observe, and go. Uh, you know, this is funny. I, I've had people I work with in the past, you know, who were like, hey, I don't, I'm not getting enough clients. I don't know what's going on. And I said, so tell, walk me through what do you do, you know, when when you want to find a new client? I mean, how do you find new clients? Well, they do the old-fashioned way. They either advertise or whatever. But, you know, right now we're in a, in a place where technology is, is, is a very valuable tool. Not to discount flyers or, or business cards. You know, for those of you who still use business cards, which is a good, it's still good. It's it's valid. There's no reason. So for example, let's just say that you have a business and you want people to come to it. There's no reason why you can't use that little billboard to promote your business. And I mean, you have to hand it out like candy. You have to give it to everybody. It doesn't matter. Hey, how you doing? The, saw you. I just want to give you this coupon, 10% off, blah, blah, blah. Or check out my restaurant or check out my business. You know, most people are, are afraid to engage and to speak and to talk. And especially those of you who are in business, you have to know when to queue in and when to queue out. And it's important that you communicate and always sharing what you do and constantly promoting. Why do you think McDonald's still has advertising? Why do they advertise? Why do they advertise? Because they want to stick in your head. They want you. They want to be on your list of three. They don't want to pop out of there. They want to be a number one, two, or three, and hopefully number one. Because when they say, hey, I want I want you to come eat my crispy fries and my Coke for a dollar, you know, that's how they get you. It doesn't matter. They want you to come and shop and buy. It doesn't, just because they're they're the largest chain and they sell the many, many burgers, they aren't the best burgers, but they're the quickest burgers, and they're always reminding you, come and get a hamburger from us. <clears throat> now, some would say Wendy's is is better quality Wendy's does too why do you think all these advertisers make all these funny pitches at you and show you these funny commercials why so can it get stuck in your subconscious so you can go oh my god i remember the the dinosaur running through the whatever you know and then you and then you remember oh yeah that's a that's this commercial blah 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 it's all psychology it's all moving constantly so how does a small business owner how do you get that how do you do how do you get your clientele? How will you be able to move through people, get them to you, initiate change in them? Well, with small businesses, the biggest thing is to be part of the community you're in. How do you navigate the waters you're in? How do you navigate the community you're in? How do you navigate the customers that you have? How, how, do, you, how do you reward them? How do you give them loyalty? How do you want them to stay loyal to you? How do you want them to come back to your door once a week, twice a week, once a month, whatever you, you want it to be, 
because an empty restaurant is is bad for business. A full restaurant is good for business. And I'm only using restaurants as an example because it's probably easier for most people to relate to restaurants. Okay, so the restaurant full is good. Restaurant empty is bad. So how do you get people to initiate change and want to come with you? Well, first of all, emails. Okay, you have to gather emails. And this is for every business. You see every every large chain, every large business always asking, can I have your email? Why? Because they want to stay in communication with you. They want to stay in contact with you. They want to be able to send you the coupon. They want to be able to let you know when the next event is. They want you to be in their community. They want to create, it's about community. It's not about village. Village is hierarchy. Village is something that doesn't work anymore in, in this. Now it's about community. You can actually cross commune with different types of businesses. Different businesses can actually co-work, to, can correlate and co-work together. There was a time where that wasn't really, you didn't really see that. For example, my, in my country, all, all the Chinese restaurants are all lined up together, but they all do well. Why? Because they don't look at themselves as competition. Yes, they're competing and they're looking for the next person to buy, but it's not a competitive in the sense of it's better for them to come to their community, okay, to come into their into their neighborhood and drop dollars there versus going to another community and dropping dollars there or or soles, like we would say. But here in the United States, it's a little different. Everybody's a little bit more competitive. You know, oh, my drum circle is better than your drum circle, you know, type of thing. No, you know, drumming is drumming, you know, for example. And you just do it. You have to do it because you create communities even within drum communities. Okay, so doing these drum communities, you create. And you're initiating change. You're initiating changes because, number one, you also want people to have choice. You want people to be able to say, okay, this week I'm going to go this way. And next week, next month I want to go that way. Next month I want to be able to, you know, put my energies here, vice versa. Too many of us believe that competition is a, is a good, bad or good, doesn't matter. Competition is just competition. You know, for me, competition is something that motivates me, something that keeps me, you know, active, keeps me on thinking, how do I keep my community going? How do I keep the people who are following me and the people who listen to me, people come drum with me, the people who come to the restaurant, you know, how do I keep them, you know, engaged in the community that I've created, you know? And that's what we do. That's what a lot of business, big businesses do. They create a community. They want you to shop. They want you to buy. They want you to be there. And that's vibrating in that energy. That's the vibration. That's the law of attraction. That's how they get you. You know, without you can't have law of attraction without law of vibration. That's why I said that earlier. Because when you create the community, you're creating that vibrant energy. You're creating something that the other guy doesn't have. And you're trying to collect. You're trying to draw from. And you're trying to bring people into your space. Because you want them to see what it looks like. And you want them to enjoy you know, think of amusement parks. Think of, you know, Cedar Point or, or Keynes Island, for those of you who live in Ohio. They're both amusement parks, right? And for a lot of people, some people like Keynes Island better than Cedar Point. But is a roller coaster a roller coaster? For some, maybe. For others, no. The roller coaster ride is, is, is vital. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say is, so when you're initiating change, the change is really in you, how you're going to initiate and how you project out to the world and how the world will respond to you and back. You know, will you be able to be able to say, hey, this is the way I want to go. And this is the way I want to move. Okay. 
but for a lot of us, we're happy where we're at. And, you know, I'm not saying anything about that. You can be where you're at and you're content where you're at. But for those of you who are not happy and those of you who want to move forward, ask yourself how you're vibrating, what your energy, what you're putting out to the universe, what you're putting out to other people, what you're putting out to yourself. How do you see yourself? When you look in the mirror, do you see a person who's a very confident, person who's very, you know, in depth, a person who is, you know, willing to change, a willing to, or just, are you a person who likes to be where they're at? And, you know, people, other people have to change, not you. Other people have to comply to your way. Is there no halfway? There's no give and go. There's no meet me in the middle. Sometimes you have to meet in the middle and say, okay, fine, no, yes. Let's go. And that's what happens. Friendships are like that. Facebook's a good example. Facebook's created a community, okay? A community of, you know, of like-minded people. The majority of people who will probably are on our timelines together are kind of like-minded in some degree, some degree. There's some aspect of us that we, you know, resonate with each other. There's some aspect that we, we, we jive with. There's some aspect that we get and then for others, you know, it's it's just a place where we just drop ideas and thoughts and whatever. For me, it's most people here who are here on Facebook have some kind of connection, some kind of you know, um, commonality, something that we're very similar to, something that's very unique to us. And but there's also something that's completely opposite, and it's also just as important, and it's, and it's also something that's very um, very powerful as well to also have that differences you know for me facebook is a is a is a weird kind of a weird you know entity it kind of has its good points and it has its bad points it's like anything some days i love it and some days i hate it you know and i don't mean hate in a way where you know i'm judgmentally you know discussed with it and i think it's just it's a good outlet for people to share what's inside themselves what's happening what they're feeling you know and it's also a good tool for learning. It's also a good tool to uh, to embrace and communicate. Is Facebook for everybody? No, but it's a community. It's a community, and you know it has its limitations, and it also has some very positive things that you know can come from it. But you know sometimes um, it can be a place where we vent in a way that is, is uh, misunderstood because even though we we may be the most prolific writer and the most beautiful eloquent writer you know sometimes we can over talk people we can overstate how we really feel we can we can talk with big words and some people don't get it some people do but i've seen it all i've seen people you know who are very blunt and some people who are very you know you know eloquent in their wording and you know sometimes i get it and then sometimes not and but i do notice i did notice something about facebook especially for me is if you talk too much, <clears throat> like if you write too much, you know, you get disengaged sometimes. Maybe it's just me, but I hear that a lot from people. You know, it, if it goes beyond so many characters, people just stop reading. It's really not a, a great place to say humongous long things because we're ready to go to the next click. You know, we're ready to go to the next cat video. You know, we're ready to move on to the next rant. Or we're ready to move on to the next thing that, you know, you know, appeals us. So, but that's one example of initiating change. So when we're initiating change through Facebook, initiating change through business. So, I mean, 
I mean, we can go on for hours and hours and talk about it, but the thing is just find the things that move you, find the things that, you know, help you get to the place you need to be, because that's really what initiating change is about. Knowing that, um, that sometimes even though we change something, we may have to change it again, change it again, change it again, and change it again. Good. So my friends, I just want to say thank you very much for listening and tuning in. Uh, I hope you all had a nice uh, Thanksgiving. Mine was pretty good. My granddaughter and grandson came to visit. Pretty excited about that. Because they'll be back sometime in December, I think, for Christmas. But, um, you know, do the best you can with the tools that you have, the tools that's been, you know, programmed into your into your file cabinet of your mind, and just come out and do the best you can. Now T-Mobile has unlimited for the rest of us, and it starts as low as 30 bucks per line for four lines. So if you want your family to take 800 vacation selfies to share with the world, now you can. Get unlimited for everyone, now starting as low as 30 bucks per line for four lines from T-Mobile. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. During congestion, users on this plan may notice speeds lower than other users and further reduction if using more than 50 gigs per month. Video streams at 480p with auto pay, plus taxes and fees, unlimited data while on our network.